Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. Welcome back to the show, Jami. You've been missing for a whole two episodes. Yay! Yeah. Why, why yay? Why is why why yay? That's that's hurtful. That's why hurtful. No, we're not talking about a young adult novel. I know, I'm saying why, why yeah, you, you heard me. <laughs> why the applause? That's very hurtful. Very hurtful. But anyways. Yeah. But yeah, but so speaking of young adult novels, we're gonna be talking about a sequel to a big one called Pacific Rim. Oh, Uprising. That, that's that, that's not true. Not, not a young adult novel. No, no it's Guillermo del Toro. This doesn't involve like like young adults. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's based on an original idea from Guillermo del Toro for Pacific Rim, and it's a sequel of that original idea and stuff like that. It's not, I know there's, there's like 20 teenagers in this movie, but it's not actually based on a YA novel. Me as well have been. Yeah, that's your big takeaway. My big takeaway from uh, Pacific Rim Uprising is this is a movie of. Of all subplot. Everything in this movie is just a subplot. That's your takeaway from it? That's my big takeaway. My number one takeaway is, my gosh, Legendary is owned by Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We mentioned this before. At at some point, Chinese people, celebrities, have become product placement. And this is like the uh, the Mountain Dew version of that. You know what I mean? Because instead of just like one or two characters, there's like six uh, Chinese, uh, speaking full Mandarin, by the way, uh, uh, of uh, Chinese stars in, in, in this one and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of like the fact that they are speaking Mandarin, mm-hmm. and then whenever when, when it's necessary, they speak in English. But it is a plot point that yeah. they are speaking in Mandarin. That's a pretty good joke, though. When they yeah. when they tell when the B B B Yang, what's her name? I have no idea. I think she plays Blink in the in the X Men Future Past and stuff. Same person? I think so. I think that's really being 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 bling bling Wong or something. Anyway, at some point, she tells uh, the guy from uh, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. What's that guy's name? To just Party stop. Day? Yeah, exactly. Tell Charlie Day to stop speaking Mandarin. It's hurting my ears. <laughs> Just speak English and stuff. I wonder if the Chinese is watching her like clapping. Yeah, I clap because Charlie Day's Mandarin Chinese is terrible. But that's part of the joke, though. Yeah, it's part of the joke. But it's, the joke. It was really, really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Business wise, why is he working for her if he can't speak Mandarin? I have no idea. A lot of this, pl- a lot of this movie's plot doesn't make a lot of sense. But just going back to my original point, real quick. T- here's all the subplots. Uh, like I said, there's no plot in this movie. There's just a series of subplots. There's uh, Jake, a Pentecost, and his sister. Jake Pentecost and the scrapper. Jake Pentecost and his uh, co-pilot. And then uh, what? Call it? And then there's what? Call it? The two scientists from the previous movie. And then there's the scrapper kid with the y, with the YA kids and stuff like that. This just everything is just subplot, 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 subplot. You know what I mean? And th- th- there was never a real major plot that kind of connected all the, everything. Necessarily. Well, I mean there is. Yeah, there kinda. there is the threat of the kaiju and whatever. Right. That is the major plot. And you you know why this is probably the result of you know why this may have happened, right? Of because uh, China. Uh, no, 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 saw no, the no, shit no, no. of Pacific Rim. Um, uh, director, director. Oh, what's Guillermo the del Toro. Not, not, no, oh, Stephen like, Knight. Stephen Knight. Uh-huh. So Stephen Knight is a TV guy. Yes. He used a TV writing room to make this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically what, and what ended up happening, it felt like a whole season compressed into a movie. That's true. If, if for a TV show, you want to have multiple plots because right. you need to carry a whole season. Mm-hmm. But a movie, they should just focus on one or two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So it, it felt like, like, like this is a compressed version of a season because they, were, they clearly jumped 
jump certain sequences. Right. Like the rivalry between the, the two girls. Right. Like then uh, the third act, oh, they're friends now. Right. You know, but th- that could have grown in a TV series. But in the, right. in a movie, you only had that much time. Yeah. And also uh, something I didn't like about it is like uh, Jake Pentecost and Nate, the, his ex-co-pilot, all they, all they ever talked about was like things in the past. Like they got in a fight in the past. You know what I mean? They could have just brought whatever issue they had into the present. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's just like, it's just too much dialogue. And then the the lady that they were kind of fighting for, all she, all she was there for, is for them to fight over her and stuff like that. And you know, in, in an age like this, you can't have that one dimensional um, uh, female character anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean the the, the Hispanic lady. The, uh, the 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 mechanic girl, yeah, mechanic. I guess it's not the young mechanic, not girl, the, young, the older the, one, the older one. Yeah, she's you know I mean? uh, throughout the whole movie was like, I've seen that actress before. I've seen it. Turns out she was she played Dorothy in the Oz remake for the TV show last year. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah, I'm like I'm like oh that's where she's from. Oh, okay, but, but but yeah, you're right. She, it was a very like. 80s, 90s thing where oh here's the the one girl that they're gonna fight over mm-hmm. and then the one scene where she where she keys on the chick both actors yeah. and he's like well that's confusing yeah well I mean come on now <laughs> and the thing yeah and the thing is uh, this is what uh, what uh, what Femme is always complaining about that character doesn't have any kind of agency of her own you know what I mean she doesn't have any goals she doesn't have any desires and stuff like that all she is there is just to serve as a character uh, a plot point for the for the two male characters and stuff like that right and you right. just can't get away with that anymore I don't think. Yeah, well, but at the same time, the young girl is a relatively strong character, and she yes. does have she does have character growth. So. Of all the six million subplots that was evolved that was in this movie, I I like the subplot between Jake Pentecost and the scrapper girl. I thought every time the two of them were together, the movie kind of clicked and worked more. For what's me, her real? So. What's her? What's her name in the movie? Not scrapper. That's that's the uh, the nickname that he gave. Yeah, uh, what's the name of the machine? That she that's the name of her for for Jaeger. Yeah, yeah, Jaeger, Jaeger and stuff. Yeah, I just called her scrap because this is the thing I can remember and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was waiting. Speaking of which, like the whole thing where they go like like bigger is better, and mm-hmm. I was waiting for a person in the back of the room going, "That's what she said." Yeah, no, right? <laughs> it's right there, guys. It's right there. So okay, but just all right. Just going back to what quote unquote the big the actual plot is of the movie. What I can discern is this is what happens. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. So it's been ten years since the breach has been closed. Despite that, despite the fact it's been ten years. This, the planet has been investing trillions of dollars of of, of of money developing Jaegers, right? To still fight them, right? Right. And then they, they, but they feel like the whole merging of the two minds has become too obsolete. So what this Chinese lady is invest? She decided to invest billions and billions of dollars of her company to develop a remote access kind of a Jaeger, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the deciding vote that was gonna that was gonna f- uh, figure out which way they were gonna go was gonna be cast. So. And that's what the 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 previous lady, the the R- sister, Riko Kikuchi. Right. Well, you said it better than I could. Mako. Mako. There you go. Yeah. So she comes in and she's gonna be the deciding vote. And the other Jaeger that was kind of remote controlled by the by the aliens, whatever, and stuff like that, goes and attacks, and she gets killed and stuff like that. And then she dumps some sort of data that would have that that pointed them to a snow uh, a factory in the Arctic or something like that. That's the one point I never understood. So she, why did they? Why would did they need a host? Why did they, what did they get from that snow sequence? You know what I mean? Other than the fact that they find out that rope that the, that robot was there and it's controlled by the alien, you know, you know, by the uh, kaiju, right? Mm-hmm. So I and also if Charlie Day is, oh, enemy, I, I have the answer to that. Oh, but go, go, on, on. go on. But and then the whole the whole thing with Charlie Day is like, I, why did he need them? Why did he need them to c- continue developing the remote access? I mean, why did he feel like they needed to be uh, intervene at that point? You know what I mean? Why did he? Why do you I need to say that too? But go on. Oh, go, but no, go ahead. That, that's that's roughly why I didn't understand what the plot was. So, going. so it, it seems very confusing because the movie right. doesn't really spell it out to you. Mm-hmm. But it's all 
kicking like like this should have been like a TV season that's mm-hmm. compressed down. Yeah. It's missing a lot of details. Yeah, it relies a lot on plot tropes, mm-hmm. right? So my my summation to this is that the the voting thing had to happen. Oh, the voting thing couldn't happen because the drones need to need to need to be around for Charlie right. Day's plan to work. But it seemed right. like at that point they didn't. They show that scene was like thirty of the drones already kind of. I mean, those rem- drone pilot Jaegers already built and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It seems like they were really long. They were really deep into the process. You know, it seems like the machines were already built and stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? So, go ahead. Sorry. No, but but at the same time, if, if the if the drone thing fails, they either decommission all that, mm-hmm. or or they just go back and having them be pilots. And if they're regular human pilots, they wouldn't be able to do the the, the little thing that they were going to do right. to to resurrect <laughs> to open up the rift. Okay. The the remote the remote base that was supposed to be decommissioned. Uh, that's where they got that other Jaeger, the the, the rebel Jaeger, or whatever it's called. Oh, so she knew where the Jaeger is. Not did. she. Uh, no, I, I don't. That's okay. That's the part where I'm confused about. Yeah. How did her? How did her hacking or whatever? Yeah. How did that Jaeger tell her? Oh, by the way, I came from this base. Uh-huh. Unless all the Jaegers are marked. Wait, are you saying that when she was on the helicopter, she knew nothing about that Jaeger was going to get attacked? Right. But when she did get attacked, so she hacked or figured out the the composite. She looked at the sensors or whatever. Right. And yeah. oh, okay. And then she worked out where that Jaeger was coming. And then that's why she sent that that data to them. And they figured it out that he, oh, he's from that base in Antarctica, and that's right. why they went. Okay. That's why they went over there. Okay. But at the same time, like, why did that decommissioned base? Have a logo. Well, it was a it was a base, so it had a logo. Right. I thought maybe her thing will say like, wait a minute, this is a Jaeger. This is a, this is a kaiju, not a Jaeger. Yeah. I thought that's what she was gonna get, and then what they got was that oh, it's from this base. I'm like, wait, yeah. she didn't. She couldn't tell them that it was a kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, like I said, it just seems like it's it just seems a little bit overly complicated. I liked. I do like the twist though. I do like the fact that. The the kaiju were is inside Charlie Day's brain. I do like that part. I do like yeah. the fact that they're piloting the 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 remote Jaegers and stuff. I do like that. It's very subversive. And, and there also seemed to be another plan that Charlie Day's character wanted to do that could he couldn't do was get his scientist friend to visit him. Right. Because presumably he was gonna he was gonna get that alien the to get inside his brain as right. well. Right, right. And so that never happened. Two so. math scientists for the price of one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. there are stuff I do like about the movie, by the way. I guess it's yeah. a long way to say there I'm, I'm kind of I was kind of shitting on it in the earlier part of this podcast. Sounds like, like my review too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean like I said, the third act it's also one of those movies where if you just go in during the third act, that's enough. You know what I mean? I could cut, came in with like 40 minutes left in the movie, just saw that, I'd be like, hey, I'm happy. Hey, guys, hey, yeah. good job, bye. everybody. Because that, 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 that scene at the end was a to- in Tokyo, I think. It's to- in Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, robots fighting robots. You know what I mean? Well, uh, robots fighting. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Kai- uh, yeah, by that, yeah, by that point, the kaiju came out. Yeah. And then the kaiju, in true Japanese uh, fashion, they metamorphosized into one giant kaiju and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's fine. That's fine. It's great. Yeah. No it, idea that- how that happened, but you know what? It's fine. It's great. Well, what I got from that was that the little things that Charlie Day sent out went ahead and remodified those kaiju into the big monster. Sure. That seems to be what it was going sure. for. Sure. It's Voltron. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, essentially. Yeah. I mean I mean like I know Gear the Gear, the first Pacific Rim was a tribute to to the kaiju movies and the giant robot movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had like this gravitas to it. Yeah. You know, part of it because of Idris Alba. And yeah. they that they, they kind of like told the story a little bit more seriously than right. it needed to be. This one went full Gonzo. It's a live action anime. Yeah. Just go with it, yeah. kind of thing. You know, I, I see shades of Neon Genesis Evangelion in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I see shades of all this other anime stuff in this thing. And I think that's the reason why I kind of got all the little subplots that yeah. that were left out because I'm just going, well, they're probably using that trope, and I just yeah. go with that. And just in terms of uh, special effects, kind of picking up what you're saying, 
in terms of uh, special effects, it seemed like the first Pacific Rim, the way they did the graphics for the monster and the robot, it's more incl- it's more uh, a tribute to uh, Godzilla, where you kind of get the weight of each. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Camera's always looking up. Exactly, and also you do feel the gears moving when the machines move and stuff like that. When it hits something, there's a certain amount of impact. You know what I mean? But in this one, it's like what you say. It's more of an anime style. Yeah. The, the the anime the, the robots are more fluid. You know what I mean? You know they're not worried about the actual weight, the, the what the perceived weight and stuff like that. They're more jumping around, doing yeah. black flips and stuff like yeah, that. A robot yeah. cannot do a yeah. spinning roundhouse. Kid. Yeah, come on. They're doing roundhouse. <laughs> they're doing like ninja. Oh, no, let me specify. Not just a robot. But a robot the size of a skyscraper yeah. cannot do a spinning roundhouse kick. And also the way That's the physically be- impossible. And also the way they do the build. I mean, one of the things is when the robots or the monsters hit the building, they kind of crumble like like a paper mache or something like that. But it's not like that in the original Pacific yeah. Rim. You know what I mean? It was more grounded. Exactly. It's, it, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Grounded and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm not saying it's better or for worse. I'm just saying, for my personal preference, I would prefer the Pacific Rim the way they did it that way and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, okay. In the first Pacific Rim, I complain, oh, they're always doing it in nighttime or rain to hide the special effects. Well, this one went gonzo with the whole like it's daytime. You can see every yeah. single thing that happens to this robot and mm-hmm. what they look. Mm-hmm. And to me, it kind of made it more artificial. Yeah, I want to say, I mean, I have said that it's like it makes it more CG, but at the same time, it just made it more artificial. And yeah. you kind of like, I kind of wish it didn't do that because yeah. then it kind of ruined the whole, the whole. Imagination of oh, these things can be real. Now yeah. it's like no, they're fake. Yeah, but at the end of the day, though, this third act is great. The third act is just, it's just. Well, it's, it's fun. Great. I wouldn't say great. I think it's fun. It's great. It's just great. It's, it's fun. I mean, I mean, great <laughs> in the silliness of it all. Yeah, you know yes, I mean? there you go. It's there just, go. just like five different that. robots plus a bunch of monsters. Four. Smash four robots. We're just like smashing <laughs> oh, well, together. If you got scrapper, it's fine. Yeah, it's scrapper <laughs> and stuff. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like who cares? It's and of like, course, the little one saves the day. Yeah, the little one saves the day. It's like who cares? You know who cares? Not only that, but the the Chinese boss lady was the one who was running yeah. it yeah i know <laughs> she could like get some other you again of that. it's product placement she's a big star in china that's product <laughs> she needs as much screen time as possible and stuff like that i gotta you know say I mean? though I, i'm kind of impressed that they did, not, they did not make her a bad guy yeah because it was like everything was leading to oh she's the bad guy she's the bad guy and then it turns out to be charity well i gotta yeah. give it that much of respect but at the same time legendary is owned by a chinese company now yeah so they had, yeah, they had to be the Chinese person had to really kind of be a big part of the the, the finale, I guess. And then, and then they they killed the Japanese boss. Oh, that seems true. to be shades of like uh, police uh, oh, politics here. Maybe, you know what? That's, that's a pretty good point. That's, and America actually... now is is helping the Chinese. Yeah, and also the Chinese are saving uh, Tokyo. How about that? What do you yeah, think of that? that? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? They went from uh, I think the base was in in Ch- China, right? So you know the the base was in China. They go to Tokyo, save their ass. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. Actually, that's where was their point. actual base? Was it Australia? Oh, what, what do you mean? The base where where all the original Pacific Rim people are. Oh, in this movie? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in China. It was in China. Was I, it in China? I think that's where they flew to. That's where uh, uh, John Boyega's character and the scrapper character, that's where they flew into, right? In, I thought a, it was in Chinese Australia. Place. It was in China, really? Yeah. No. You're just like, oh, yeah. You're talking about the, the headquarters where they had the that meeting. Yeah. That was Australia. That was Australia. But no, about that's the, Australia. Okay. The, I'm talking about, you're, ta- you're probably thinking about a launching point for the Jaegers, right? That's yes, China. That was China. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did not get that impression, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, big ups to uh, John Boyega. I mean, there wasn't much in the script and stuff like that, but John Boyega, I thought, did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a star, man. He, he's he, really good. He, he played the role really well, and he kind of he kind of just stood out among every every other character. That yeah, he's uh he's very funny. He's very charming. He's kind of yeah. didn't take it too seriously, but he also took it kind of seriously. Uh, I I'm not a big fan of uh, Scott, Scott Eastwood, Eastwood, and but, that hasn't changed. But has- he was better here than he was in Fast and Furious. He's yeah. 
we're so talking about like small <laughs> incremental changes of improvement. He had a couple of good moments and stuff, but at the end of the day, he's just a he's just a haircut, you know what I mean? And a, and a, and a right, chin. right. He was a bland character, but yeah. but he was better than he was in Fast sure. and Furious. Sure, sure. But if you swap <laughs> it him, means anything. But if you swap him off for any late twenty something white guy, it didn't make a difference. You know what I mean? Jai Courtney could have played his character. You know what I mean? It didn't really make a difference. Uh, uh, going back to the kid, the scrapper kid, whatever her name is, she's she's great. I. I, I thought the other... Amara? Somehow Amara Ragnarok. Something like that. Okay, go on. And then some of the other uh, teenagers in her group, I thought they were just fine. I thought they, they, they didn't really stand out. Uh, Charlie Day is great. The other scientists, I could do a little bit less of. It seemed like he, he had a limp. He doesn't have a limp sometimes. I don't, I don't know what's going on there with, with the cane and stuff like right, that. Right, right. And then uh, the other Chinese uh, product placement characters, they're, they're all fine and stuff. I'm just going through the actors and stuff. This is good. Yeah, yeah you are good. Right. The thing about the the young kids, it reminded me of like the group from Ender's Game, mm -hmm. and it seemed like that's kind of the the inspiration for that right. group, ragtag group of kids who can't really get along. Right. But at the end, they join forces and they realize they have yeah. to be a team. You know. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, this is going to sound very controversial because I love diversity and stuff like that. I do feel like everybody should be represented, especially in this big global epic kind of a thing but i could lose i could have a little less accent because i can't figure out what to say you know what i mean oh, okay. one, one russian girl I, I i don't know what she i don't know what she's saying the indian kid the chinese even the two chinese kids i like i don't know i can't i can't figure out the, the what they're saying and stuff you know what Speaking, i was curious in who they were gonna kill because one of those kids had to die of course yeah right and it turned out to be the indian kid of Which all is, the ones he killed was with the indian kid seems racist huh <laughs> he's like like really why why not why not the other guy is that the only major character that died too I thought, yeah, uh, out of the kids, yeah. Oh, yeah, the oh, oh, the Japanese, the sister died first. Well, yeah, yeah, she died, but but it seemed like she wasn't long from the world because it always led to something like, well, something big has to happen. Right for him, it, yeah. he she becomes kind of a plot uh, motivation plot point for him. So so Jake Pentecost can take it, you know, take the, what he's doing seriously. Which is too so. bad too, because I I thought they really sold the idea that they are brother sister, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of like wanted to see more of that. So the conclusion is that of the two characters that died, they're both uh, people of color. One was Japanese, one was Indian. So not nah, good look, man. No, okay. I mean, actually, I'm but like, like you said, Scott Eason's character could have totally been a different ethnicity. Yeah, and I thought he was gonna die. I thought he was gonna die actually, because because only because in the trailer you see uh, Jake Pentecost uh, and the Scrapper Kid uh, in the Jaeger together. Because I knew at some point they would be in the Jaeger together. I, so that's why I thought Scott Eastwood's character. Well, if, if we're going to go back to get to culture politics here, so the heroes of this movie was the Chinese lady, the British kid mm -hmm. and american kid right so that the three superpowers yeah there you go <laughs> yeah and, the, and anything like that they thumbed their nose at, at japan a little bit even <laughs> they though they borrowed a lot of you know this, the inspiration of this movie is from japan yeah. obviously so. and of course they fight in in tokyo that's, that's where the kaiju has been going the whole time has so, to be japan also we see a lot of japanese people dying too man i don't know you, no you don't see a lot of people you see the, you see the stomping in the ground the, the, the big the smoke and the people running mm -hmm. and then after the smoke out, they're still running like wait they didn't get stumped by by defeat. Yeah. <laughs> like what? And why are those people out there anyway? They get they had like a thirty hours heads up, man. Like that city should have been empty. Come on, man. Anyway, that's a good point, actually. Uh, no, and plus when they said the city's been evacuated, yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> how, can, how can they get evacuated that fast? That's not, that's how seems dare you? logically impossible. It's just a city of a hundred million people. <laughs> how dare you question logic? It, it, and by the way, at, at, at the, I'll just get to it. At the end, of the day, it's it's a it's a fine movie. It's, it's a it's, it's a okay. fine movie. It's I don't fine. know about I don't it's know if it's a movie that I would pay money for it to to own on home. Oh no, definitely. You not. know, but it's yeah. like it's a fun movie. I mean, the third movie, if it ever happens, you know, uh, I, it has to be really good for me to complete the collection. Yeah. 
So. I don't know if I definitely won't watch it again. Would I recommend it to a friend? I don't know. I would say it's a Netflix kind of movie. Yeah. Once it comes out on Netflix, watch it. And also, speaking of the end or a potential sequel, they did the ID4 ending and stuff. Oh, they did? Yeah. Is that a curse now? Yeah. If you do that, you're gonna you're not going to get this? Yeah, I don't know. But it's the same ID4. Hey, we're going we're gonna to take the fight to them. And who knows if it they're did, gonna... It did worse than the first Pacific movie, though. Yeah. In domestic shorts, of course. But I don't know how it's going to play in China. So we'll I heard, It opened up to, like, I just saw on Twitter, like, 60-something, which is less than the in first... In China? Yeah. That's not, that's not great. Yeah, it's not... It's not. It's less than the first one. And, it's, and I don't know. It, but it does seem like the international is doing okay. In the in in the U.S., I think the opening is, like, 28, which is just okay. Not great. I don't know. Because the movie is pretty expensive. It's I looked at the budget. I, it's like 150. It's it's pretty expensive. Is that less than the first one? I thought the first one was a 200, 200 million. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little bit less. And, and you know, this is one of the first movies they 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 saved a little bit by shooting in China. I I, I read a little bit about it. This is actually one of the first movies to be shot in Qingdao. They built a big movie studio in Qingdao, China, and this is one of the first big movies to be shot there. So, uh, 150 million. Probably is somewhat equal to two hundred that they spent in the first one, but since they shot in China, you know what I mean, because of the whole Chinese conversion, you know. But right, right, yeah. But anyway. hey, they, they could also lie about the price, the production too. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I like I said, you said it was a fun movie. I wouldn't mind seeing a, another another Pacific Rim movie. I mean, who else is making big giant robot movies in the first place? So I may as well have something. Yeah. But the thing is, I just wish... Oh, the, oh yeah, sorry. I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting Transformers, but that's that's forgivable. Actually, <laughs> since you brought up, I think this is a this is a, this is is a a better version of a of a Transformers movie. You know what I mean? Because right. I can at least see what the robots are doing. You know what I mean? I can tell the different robots from each other and stuff like that. The special effects are better. You know what I mean? I can... You know what I mean? It, 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 it makes more sense than a, a Transformers movie, visually. You know what I mean? It, it, but yeah. At least it got, it got that, it's got that going for it. Well, but, the... Uh, I don't want to go into discussion about Transformers here. Yeah. But the problem with Transformers is that the reason why the robots look the way they do is because ILM wanted it to be quote unquote realistic. Mm-hmm. Like if you were going to transform a car yeah. into a robot, where do the parts go? That's what they thought of. Yeah. Often. And then this is the result a mishmash of metals. Yeah. Right. While the cartoon was very simple, it was just like literally the cars were like four different blocks that were yeah. separate. And that's. Unrealistic. So what you're saying so, is, uh, they made the wrong decision. They, they made the wrong decision. Whatever decision they made or how, how, that led to those transformer robots, they made the wrong decision. Cause, yeah, because because in all honesty, they could have just stuck with with the toy version. Because the toy version is an actual physical object that transforms into a robot. Right. And so it looks the way it looks. ILM could have gone like, well, it looks the way it looks, but mm-hmm. technically it shouldn't be able to move the way we want it to move. Mm-hmm. So we got to do some liberties in how they transform. And this movie and the robots, the design of it, even though it's a little bit less than what, uh, the previous movie, everything still sort of made sense. You know what I mean? All right. the parts, all the machines. And they're all color-coded. Yeah, it all kind of makes sense. It, 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 it conforms well, to Well, they don't, they, don't, they don't transform. So you're literally well, just... It's pretty much a robot well, human. Scrapper goes goes into like a little ball mode. That doesn't make sense. A little bit. It, it spins. That doesn't spins. make sense to me. It spins. It spins. A little ball. Little ball. <laughs> little ball. Then, then around ball. around the body should be like round parts. Oh, stop it. Oh, you know what doesn't make sense uh, again versus the, the previous movie. When when uh, in the previous movie when there were missiles and where they were gonna punch and stuff like that, they they would be dense afterwards. You know what I mean? It would. You know what I mean? But this one, like they, they do the anime thing where it a missile hits one robot, it doesn't really affect it. You know what I mean? It just, just gets, gets bounced back. You don't see the. It's like all in their head. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just not the same. It, I thought the first one was the same thing too. It was just all in their head. Hmm? I thought the first one was the same thing too. It was just all in their head. 
No, if the I, robot's arm gets gets chopped off, the the, the pilot's arm will get chopped no, off. No, I'm, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the reaction. I'm talking about the literal armor. You know what I mean? When the machine, the metal, when it gets hit with something, you see it gets bent or dented and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's, oh, I see, I see. You know what I mean? It does it does it, 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 there's not that in this movie. You know what I mean? When a missile like hits the armor or that hits the metal of the the robot and stuff there's no like indentation there's no dent you know what i mean it's so like it just absorbs the impact and stuff like that there's no consequence to some of the fighting and stuff you know what i mean so at least they heard everybody's complaint about the first movie it was like he had a sword why yeah. didn't he use it in the beginning and so now he uses it in the beginning yeah. and also <laughs> he gets a sword the other robot gets two swords everybody gets a sword man everybody gets it fuck it you know what everybody gets a sword and stuff like that so it's good times good times so yeah i mean like i said like we were saying, it's yeah, it's got problems, but yeah, I'm, it's fun. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm literally just gonna forget about the whole the whole movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's fine, but it's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's, it's perfectly, perfectly fine. Per- per- perfectly fine. I liked it. Sure, and that's about it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, John Mayer. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. You can catch me on my other podcasts, the Stuff and Junk Show. Uh, on the I Side of Movie blog and on the weekly comic strip. If you want to send in your comments, send it to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your, your support, head over to whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworstwhy.com and stuff and junk. <laughs> That's a lot of enthusiasm right there. A lot of energy right there. Yes, yes. So <laughs> the next movie we're going to watch is probably Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you seen the YouTube, those little memes? Where, uh, what there's, there's one good one where a guy's at a keyboard. He's, do, he's doing a little music, and it just lifts, just, just names pop culture references uh, from the 80s and 90s, saying that this is this is Ready Player One. He's like, ding, 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 Jaws. Ding, 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 Indiana Jones. Ding, ding. You know what I mean? Transformers. That might be actually true to the book, but the movie seems like it's trying to do all all decades because there are some stuff from oh, right. Overwatches in the movie. Yeah, you know, so they're recent. trying to acknowledge like Master Chief was in there. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to acknowledge like every decade, not just the eighties. Yeah. I just for, from the arc of this movie, from what I can tell, is it's gotten it, it, very bad. Trailers have been have have been released. Very bad posters have been released on this movie, but the actual movie itself. Uh, the reviews have been mostly positive. Oh, that's good to know. You know? I, I actually like the posters, though, the the funny ones. Right. You see, you see, you see the parody posters, right? The one where they in, just insert the characters. Yeah, inside. they insert the characters yeah. to like the Matrix or whatever. I don't think, that's, I don't think those are the parody ones. I think that's a real thing from the... From no, the no, I'm a, that is a real thing. That is a parody. Is it really? They're making fun of themselves. Are you sure? Well, I, we'll, I, think we'll I, I think they have to be aware. Like, you know, we have to make fun of ourselves. Because it's, it's really bad photoshopping too. You know, it does seem like it. But yeah. I, I think those were a real, the really a real marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so makes you wonder how they get all this licensing. This has to be an expensive movie. There's some... Apparently... There's some stuff in the movie as far as licensing. You're gonna go. You're gonna go. What the hell? How did they get this? I was Except just, for Star Wars, apparently. <laughs> it's not Star Wars not in there. Star Wars, they cannot get. They couldn't get it. Oh, because there is something where I just listened to the Empire podcast where they interviewed uh, Spielberg, and Spielberg was telling a story where they were just on the set talking, chit chatting, and then one of the uh, stars of the movie said, uh, "Wouldn't it be great if this happened? If we get if this happened to this character, blah blah blah." And Spielberg said, "Oh, that's great. Let's just see if we can get the IP and stuff like that." So. Apparently, there's some IPs that he really kind of went for, and you know, but no Star Wars, huh? No Star Wars. Apparently, apparently, um, they couldn't get the licensing for it. Interesting, because <laughs> I mean, 
I figured like, hey, Captain Candy, remember me, Steven Spielberg? Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hmm. So apparently, Disney's like, nope, can't use it. Uh, interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. And I, a lot of people point out the Lego Lego Star Wars, Lego Batman had the, the Lego movies had Star Wars in it, but right. supposedly the contract was was made before Disney bought right. Star Wars. So that's the reason why that works. Yeah, I'm sure Disney has a great relationship with Lego, you know, the toy company and stuff like that. You know, they they make a lot of money off them, so they maybe they're more willing to kind of work with them. But yeah, yeah, if you're Star Wars, besides the relationship between Kennedy and Spielberg, what's the benefit of you helping? Is this a Universal movie? Is either that or Warner Brothers? Yeah, right. Well, what's the upside for for you to help uh, Warner Brothers or Universal, wherever? This That's true. Are, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like they can sell Star Wars toys under yeah. Ready Player One, yeah. and it's not like they need the 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 publicity, right? You know, they're having one Star Wars movie a year now. It's not like they need the to remind people that Star Wars exists anymore. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. that's true too. That's true anyway, too. We'll review it. We'll review it. Yeah, we will review it. Mm. There's something else I want to say about Ready Player One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of trailers, apparently they're they're throwing out all the different kinds of trailers they could figure out. There's a trailer that that, that dwells more in the retro stuff. There's a trailer that dwells more in the relationship stuff. And there's a trailer that dwells more... Basically, they tried to tackle all the genres they could to try and get people to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. This has been another episode of Spoilers, Please. We just part of the Who, What, Where, Why Network.